Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Well, here we are on episode 13. Yes, number 13. I am excited about today. Well, we got something to announce. Go ahead, share with it. Well, we are starting a series. It will probably be... A series. I know, a series. If we're not into enough series... On Netflix, Netflix or, and oh Hulu gosh. and all the other ones. But, We've got one for you, but it's only a three-parter, which yes, is great. three parts, so it will be three separate shows, but we are going to be talking about intentional conversations. Ooh, I like the way you say that. Intentional conversations. In other words, not just happening by accident or... Or by uh, blow up. <laughs> yeah, or because of neglect, but actually doing things on purpose. Intentional, I like that word. Yes, yes. You know, um, when I think of conversations, I'm thinking of an opening conversation. Like mm-hmm. when we think about invitation to conversation. Yeah. Like sometimes we're not even invited into a conversation and bam, there they go jumping in, saying their piece. Kind of like uh, old cheesy pickup lines, you know? <laughs> yes, I do know about and cheesy And I just so happen lines. to have a few cheesy Pickup oh, lines. Come on now. That Hashtag people use. All right. Corny so, pickup lines. Okay. So check this one out. You must be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. In fact, I am. No. Okay. <laughs> well, how about this one? If you were a transformer, you would be optimist fine. Woo, there you go. I like that one. I was already reading the book of numbers. Uh-huh. This is the religious type, right? This is the, okay. This, this is All the, right. This is the fellowship type, right? Okay. Remember we talked about fellowshipping? Okay. So you're reading the book of Numbers? So I was reading the book of Numbers and realized I don't have yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking about you, and I realized you put the stud in Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. These are great. Here, check this one out. Are you a parking ticket? Because you got fine written all over you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope you know CPR because you just took my breath away. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know it. You know it. (laughs) All right. Here's another one. I'm not usually the religious type, but uh, when I saw you, I knew you were an answer to my prayers. (laughs) Well, and there is some truth to that. Okay. How about this one? If you were a song, you'd be the best track on the album. Ooh, I like that one because I like to sing and music. There you go. There you go. Okay, here's the last one. If you were a taser, Mm -hmm. you'd be set to stun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you a magician? It's the strangest thing, but every time I look at you, everyone else disappears. You know what? And I do magic tricks too. See, yes. you just—it's—it's it's all there. Everything's it's all there, there, baby. So basically, we're talking about being intentional on a conversation, but we're also speaking about an invitation 
to a conversation. Have you ever been talking with somebody and some third party jumps in and starts jumping in your private conversation Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, whoa, they were never invited. They were never asked to join. They saw that we were being quiet and private and they just burst it in and said, here's my opinion. Here's my thoughts as if they were the only one in the room. So it can be really intimidating, frustrating when someone just jumps in your conversation. Have you ever had that happen? I have had that happen. Actually, more than just a couple times. Anybody who have children have had this happen to them. Mm, yes, there you go. <laughs> With kids. We'd be in, in very deep conversations or intimate conversations and uh, another comes and interrupts. But even in those intimate relationships, people that you're close to, that you work with, there are times and mm, let's say maybe techniques to maybe get involved in a a conversation that um, could lead to something very deep and impactful or maybe a confrontational conversation. Well, I even found out in our relationship, when we first started dating, the first three years of our relationship, being a minister and being a little bit of study of psychology, I felt like it was my duty to jump in your life and fix you. Yeah. And I never was invited. And you received it welcomely. You would give me the time of day to 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 share scripture, to share uh, thoughts, uh, psychology behind it, and the whole thing. And but yet, I realized that I started jumping into a relationship with this intentional conversation that I was never invited to. And how does someone say, "Hey, I want to help another person," and? not be invited. How do you do that? How do you enter into that space? Because there are many of us that may have answers for a person, or we see a person going through a struggle, and we say, oh, I've got the answer for that, or I have an idea for Mm -hmm. them, and find out they never said, well, I never asked for your opinion. Now what? (laughs) Well, two things run, run through my mind in everything you just said right now. One is for the person on the receiving side, the person wants to be in conversation, I still have a right to have healthy boundaries. Yes. You know, that that I have the right to say yes, no, or let me put parameters of protection around it. Because you never know um, what that person is going through or what I might be experiencing at that moment. And then the other side of that also is that maybe finding a way to open up that conversation, that can be some of the most difficult parts, at least for me. Yes. When it's a subject that that I'm trying to broach and and I'm maybe a little nervous about how it might be received on the other side. So, and I know you seem to have this a lot more under your belt than what I do. I still feel like, at least on the outside looking at you, you don't feel like, the anxiety I feel on the inside when I'm coming what to these mean? conversations. Because <laughs> I feel like when you approach a conversation, uh, whether it be confrontational or on a ministry level, it appears from the outside that you have this confidence and, and that, like, I'm going to just speak into their lives. I hear what you're saying. Okay, got it. Where on my side, I feel like when I go to speak to somebody, I feel a lot more 
um, anxiety or anticipation of uh, a different feelings. So I would really like to go through how do you step into that conversation? What does that look like to walk into that conversation, but also have the permission or the invite to be there. And by the way, when I when I share these thoughts, I'm not pretending to have all the answers. I, I, I do believe over the years I developed answers. And if you were to ask me 10 years ago, hey, did you do this? I would probably say, no, I blew it. I messed up in a lot of different other ways, but I grew and I learned. Yeah. And there are times in conversations where I'll see somebody that's right there in front of me, and when I see the, what they're going through and I want to support them and I want to give them some ideas, I'll actually say it. Yeah, I'll say, would you mind some feedback? Would you mm. mind me giving you some ideas to that area that we are talking about? How would you define feedback? Like for somebody who's never heard that terminology. Well, feedback is basically is what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. from you. Yeah, As you're telling me a story, let's pretend... You're telling me a story saying every time I get in the car, my car swerves left to the right. Right after I leave the bar, every time (laughs) I get in the car, my car swerves left to right. Okay, this is a crazy example. So what I'll say is, hey, would you be interested in some feedback? In other words, how I'm experiencing you, what I'm experiencing in your conversation, and what ideas I may have that might support you. And at that time, you can say yes or you can say no. Yeah. If you say yes, I've been invited into an intentional conversation. Yeah. That's if you good. say no, well then hey, I'm not invited. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about that. Right. The door is shut. I can pray, ask God to open that door one day again for me, but until the door opens, I cannot shove it open. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. So once I enter into that place of saying, "Hey, um so now that you said it's okay and you're open to so support or information or, or ideas, yeah. um, I want to share with you that notice when you come from the bar that your car is swerving. <laughs> Why is that? Well, maybe I'm drinking too much and therefore I'm drunk and that's why my car is swerving. Yeah. So then that makes total sense. Like You'd say, oh, hey, that does make sense. Right. Wow, good point. <laughs> now, I know that's silly, but basically... That is the principle of asking for an invite to someone's life to share something intentional. That's really good. And I wanted to add, as you were talking, this was running through my mind. Sure. Um, about the scripture, I think as Jesus even said, he said, don't cast pearls before the swine. Swine being pigs, of course. Lest they trample them underfoot and then turn around and tear you to pieces. So <laughs> yes. when you... Give, give the interpretation of that. Yeah, because if, if you're giving out your information, your, your knowledge, your wisdom, your, your gift to another person who's not wanting your it... pearls, which are valuable. Exactly. Pearls are of a value. So you're saying when you offer something... A value. A value to somebody who's not going to treat it. Exactly. So if you're not invited, or if... If you say, hey, can I offer you something? And they say, nah, I'm not in the place to hear it. If you go ahead and share it, one, they're not going to receive it most likely. Two, they may turn on you. They could turn on you and then yes. they attack you. You become the victim of trying to offer help. Yeah. And I know as pastoring for years, I know I stepped into this so many times. And that might be why I become apprehensive with some conversations 
There were times where I felt it was my duty, my job to offer help or to offer insight to help somebody with what they were going through. And I ended up being the one turned on. And for whatever reason, my help turned into I was attacking or something. It was mm. misunderstood. Yeah. So, so important what you had said about asking that person. So it becomes an yeah. invitation. Yes, definitely. The Bible gives them some really clear uh, guidelines to communication, which I thought was really interesting. James 1, 19 and 20, it says this. Get this clearly. Understand this. My beloved brethren, and let every man be quick to hear, which means a ready listener, yeah. slow to speak, slow to take offense, Important. and get angry, for a man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. Yes. That is so good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, be, be slow, slow to, to speak, speak yeah, and quick slow to hear. to take offense. Yeah. I feel like we are so quick because everybody's looking for that, what is it, 60 character tweet. Yes. And, and then we react to it. It's not just like we're taking it as information. We internalize it, get angry, and we make remarks or add to the conversation or the fight, as it may be. And um, such an unhealthy way to live. There are some people that feel like they're called to stand on a mountaintop or a soapbox and preach their word saying, I know the truth and you better listen to me because this is the truth. And you know what? The truth can cut sometimes. Yeah. But the Bible is clear about speaking the truth. It says, speak the truth in love. Yeah. So basically, when I'm asking for that invitation to share with you about the error of your ways or an idea that might support your ways, I need to come from the avenue of love. Yes. Because the Bible always. says God is love. And if I'm not coming from love, well, then you can forget about it. It's not going to work at all. And yeah. I'd be one of those guys that gets trampled by the feet of little piggies. So, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, too, there, there is a way to approach a person. I think first uh, there needs to be some kind of trust or honor between people so that they can actually hear the words. Yes. Because if a stranger walked up and they're trying to correct me in the way that I'm walking my dog. Now, if it's Caesar Milan, the, Milan, the, the dog whisperer, <laughs> I, of course, I have an immediate honor for the work he's already done. Yes. But if it's just some well, you stranger... Well, you value his opinion. Exactly. Yeah. So when we, if I'm the one that's trying to give advice or step into a conversation with somebody without any preset understanding of, one, my motive, mm -hmm. or of uh, integrity in yeah. the relationship... Or the value of what I have to share. Exactly. Then you're, you're in a difficult place. Sometimes it takes... A while to build that in relationships. Yeah. There are some people that don't want to hear it until you develop a friendship. Right. You know, because there's a there's a there's a slow trust level being built. Yes. Before you're gonna give me advice about my private personal life. Yep. Well then I need to build a little trust with you sure. so I can build a little value with you. Yes. That I put value in your words. Yeah. And that's crucial and important. And many times people, especially, I don't know if it's Christians or, or church people or religious people, they really can push 
their narrative so strong where the person starts to feel like, hey, you're preaching at me. Well, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm preaching yeah. the word of God. Well, wait a minute. There's an invitation to that. Sure. So wait for the invitation, and then we can enter into that kind of conversation. You know, the, the word of God holds truth and life in it. Um, but it's also called a double-edged sword. It cuts. So, and it's not that we have to walk around like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody. But when you want to come with that kind of power and strength, Mm -hmm. you want to have that filled with love. That's the way God comes to us. He doesn't come with rules and regulations without saying, because I love you and I want to have relationship with you. Therefore, here's the best way you and I can have that conversation. Very true. Very true. And there are times even when I want to offer support to somebody and I realize I might be walking on a sensitive area, maybe an area that I'm not educated enough upon, especially some of these political areas that people have been jumping right into. So black and white. And and yet the Bible is clear about, hey, before you go and take the speck out of your brother's eye, you may want to take the log that is out of your own eye. And that is a clear path to say, hey, you're not familiar on this subject, so back off, nor were you invited. Be careful with your conversation. It's so important to have that invitation, and that invitation is done in love. Because if I'm not doing it in love, then I've messed up big time. 1 Corinthians uh, 16, 14 says that clearly, let all that you do be done with love. That love factor is a big deal because the love factor is basically saying, what is my motive? If you're mm-hmm. going to support me, you're going to talk to me. I want to know what your motive is. Yes. Is your motive just so that you can be one up on me? Yeah. Or your motive is just so you could put me down? Or is your motive because you really care and love me and you want to support me? That's a big difference. Yeah, that's so good, hon. And I think, too, the thing that we need to realize is so many people, they're, they're injured on the inside. I call myself broken in a lot of areas in my life. They, they just don't operate that I think they should operate um, when uh, in a healthy person or, or be just because of past experiences. And so every single human has gone through experience in life. But to remain totally isolated because in your mind you're thinking, if I build enough protection around myself, nothing will ever hurt me again. The thing is, and I love, our pastor told us this years ago. He said, hurting people will hurt people. Wow, say that again. Hurting people will hurt people. That makes sense. But the other side of that coin is but God uses people to heal us. To heal that hurt, yeah. So Interesting. We can't remain isolated to ourselves. It's, it's, a, it's not a non-truth. It's non-negotiable. So it's finding healthy people. To support that hurt. Yes. So when somebody comes to you and they have something to offer and you know of the reputation or you have a friendship and a trust built with them, then at that point you can start opening up. It doesn't mean you just open everything up. Yeah, come on in. Tell me everything you see. But maybe it's steps at a time. Yes. Levels of areas of trust and saying, "I, I need truth in this area can you give me feedback or what do you see going on in me so that's inviting someone in 
Mm. It's not always on the people outside of you to try and give you advice. Sometimes you need to seek it out. And you know my saying that I have said for years, whatever you look for is what you will find. (laughs) Go ahead and explain that because I love the way you teach that. Go ahead and say it again. Because whatever you're looking for, if you're looking for help and healthy people, you're going to find hope in healthy people. Yep. If you're looking for people who are always negative and they're going to criticize and they're, and they're going to put hurt you, to, you, that's all you're going to see yes. are those negative people that want to criticize you. So what you look for, you will find. If you're looking for God inside people, guess what you're going to find in them? Yes. So there's there's help out there. There's intentional conversations that you can set up, that you can make happen in your lives. I'm going to try and condense this really short because I know we want to keep to a time limit. There's a story of a woman in the Bible whose name was Esther. And now there's a long backstory, but I don't want to get into that part. But she was uh, somebody who ended up being married to the king. Yes, of Queen Esther. Queen Esther at this time is now a queen, but she gets some information that the king needs to know. And this is to protect all the Jewish people of who... That's where uh, Esther is from. She's a Jewish person herself. But she has to come with a process to get into the place to where she can give this information to the king. She just didn't run into the court nope. because she could have been beheaded by coming without invitation. Yes. So when she finally got the ear of the king, she says, can you come to dinner? So she had an intention in the mm. way she set up the conversation so she could have that intimacy, so she could have his trust, and then she finally divulged the information, and her people were protected because of what she had done. So true. Likewise, in our lives, if we need to have these intentional conversations, sometimes it's just not going to fall into our plate. Mm. We have to be very intentional in the way we set it up. Yes. Who we're going to talk to. Well, that's what Paul says in the Bible, some plant, yeah, some water, yes, and then some harvest. So which one are you called to do? Right. It might be all three or maybe one of the three. Yes, yeah. And so that's being intentional. Yes. Some are called just to water. That's it. You water. You do the, You do your best to you give them some You think about watering good, like nurturing. Yes. Taking give them care positive of, yeah. feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And then some are called to plant the seed, yeah. Where you start laying down the word of God on them and sharing mm-hmm. a, a good word that would support whatever they're going through. Yes. And then you got the harvest, the one that's bringing it in. Get to see the you fruit. get to see the yeah. results the res- of what's yes. going on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important. There are so many uh, sides, of course, to every conversation. I love this conversation, Melinda, because you're you're dealing with. Something that I've seen so many fights and arguments have begun from this lack of invitation to a conversation. Mm -hmm. Husbands and wives have fought for years over this conversation. Like all of a sudden the wife comes in and says, babe, I want to talk about something. And he's like, what? And then all of a sudden she jumps in, man, because she's got a stack. That conversation has been in her brain all day. So she unloads. And when he feels that flood come in, his immediate defense goes up and boom, the fight is on. And it's just like, that is not her intention. That was not her desire for the conversation to end up like that. Right, right. And so what we're trying to do, these next couple of podcasts, we're trying 
to give techniques and Skills insight and, yeah. and ways that you can enhance your conversations and make them intentional. That the only way I can know really what's going on inside your head, yeah. <laughs> what you're thinking, is if I can ask, if I can talk to you about it, and we can relate back and forth. As humans, it's words that convey ideas and thoughts. But if we refuse to talk about it, if we demand response from somebody, mm. it's going to shut down that conversation. It's not going to build it. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so here's a good point to give the tennis shoes of what we just How learned. Walk this these out. are important tennis shoes, so I'm going to give you time. Get a pen and paper. Mm. You're going to want to write these down because these are crucial to getting to that invitation to a conversation. So go ahead and get a pen and take a moment. Okay, here's the list. Now, I'm not going to say this is all-inclusive because there's many more things. Remember, this is a three-part series, and we're going to be getting into it. So tennis shoes is basically, when we say we're talking about tennis shoes, we're talking about how to walk this out. Not just hear a big lecture, but literally try to walk this out. Number one would be make the request. Yeah. In other words, the invitation to the conversation. Make the request. What's that sound like, Melinda? Well, I can think of a couple ways, but one that I've found that works well is just saying, are you open for some feedback or can I give you some insight in my experience of what you just said? Some ideas, yeah. Yeah, just simple. Or if it's a very serious conversation, you may want to set it up for a future time. Yes, with more time. Yeah. So like, hey, that sounds like a really important conversation I'd love to have with you. Would you be open up to meeting tomorrow at two o'clock when no one will interrupt. Perfect. Yes. Another one is number two, honor boundaries. Yes. In other words, if they say, uh, no, I'm not open to that mm -hmm. conversation, <laughs> you say, okay. And you don't jump in their face and get mad at them. Well, right. well you need to hear the truth that no, 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 they're not open to the conversation. The, the Bible even tells the disciples, if anyone refuses your message, Shake the dust off your feet and walk away. In yeah. other words, go to somebody else who will receive a message of insight, of mm -hmm. trust, of a belief. Now, here's something I think is really important I'd like to insert right here. Because there are people that I feel like God has revealed something or has put in my heart to share with them. But if they're not open to hear it, then that puts me in the position to pray for them. Yes. And if I'm really a person that believes in prayer, like I believe God listens and acts or moves on the behalf of what I'm praying, then that can be even more powerful mm. than a physical talk, you know, and that's talking about in spiritual things and, and moving in that way. But I just wanted to put that in there because people might feel helpless at that mm, point, yes. but it's not a place of helplessness because with Christ, all things are possible. It can still be impacted into their soul, but maybe it will be through a different avenue. And you're called to be that one that nurtures and prays over it. And what that does is it puts your motive in check. There you go. Because that's number, number three. Number three. Check your motive of love. Yes. Because remember, everything's done in love and they can sense it. Yes. They can feel it if you're just treating them like a counseling project or you're treating them as a position of I care and I love you. Yes. And that is a big difference. So check your motive, number three. And number four would be quick to listen and slow to speak. Mm -hmm. That's the scripture we read at the beginning of this conversation was quick to listen, 
slow to speak. Yes. Please become a good listener from the person that's talking. They may want to give you their story of why they do what they do. Let them tell you their story. Then you go back into, hey, I've heard what you said, and still, here is my ideas, here's my thoughts, here's my my best for you, my best support that I can give you. And once you've done that, you've won a friend. You've mm-hmm. won somebody that will trust because that you're listening to them, not just preaching at them. You're building the best relationship you can have with this person. Yes, definitely. It's what it's about, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I have one more to share with you. What's that? I just want to know, is your daddy a baker? Because you've got some fine buns. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) is my daddy a baker? You're still doing the pickup lines? Well, (laughs) come on now. Girl, don't be talking about my buns. <laughs> hey, listen, thanks for coming with us today and listening. We look forward to getting into uh, part two to this intention of a conversation. This is so good, intentional conversation. I love it. Bye-bye. That's great. Bye-bye. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of Covering Ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.